I think the area where he first got focused intensely is in the area of segregation education. And uh, probably the case that was important to him was the one that took place in Baltimore against the University of Maryland Law School. Uh, he had hoped to go to that law school when he graduated from Lincoln University, but they were not accepting African-American students. They suggested he find another place and he wound up going to Howard. But as he came out of Howard, uh, started working as a lawyer, one of the cases that he was excited about was a case to look into desegregating the law school in Maryland and was able to do that. So I think it's one of his first steps in that direction. But after that, he, he did a number of different kinds of things along those lines as well. In Baltimore, he worked with local leaders there to help desegregate some of the stores, which were not hiring African-Americans to be clerks or to work in the stores, even though a majority of their, popular, of their clientele were African-American. So he was doing that, and he also began to work with school districts around Maryland to help them begin to desegregate their schools as well. So early on, school desegregation was a very important aspect of his interests. Speaking about education, there was a huge uh, Supreme Court case that he was pivotal in. What was that? That's the Brown versus the Board of Education case. Uh, that one was critical because it, it marked sort of a new strategy on the part of the NAACP. Prior to that, they had been really taking court cases to court to push for separate and equal education so that they were trying to force some of these schools in the South in particular, if they're not going to have a, a school, if they're going to have a separate school for African-Americans, that would be equal to the school they had set up for white students as well. Mostly they started off with law schools and graduate schools. But by the time of the Brown versus the Board, Board of Education case, they had switched the strategy to now argue that you know segregation in and of itself was illegal and unfair. And so that case was critical because the court ruled that segregation was, in fact, illegal. It had to be stopped. And this was a major shift in how the courts had been interpreting the issue of segregation in the country. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it completely changed the face of uh, schools all, all over the country. And kids started being bused, you know, white kids and black kids to different schools, right? Well, it took a while. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. It, it right. uh, went in the 50s and early 60s, but yes. That was the, the impetus for that, that it began to force districts to think about how you equalize schools. One of the things that Marshall said that I think was very important to understand is that he recognized that the only way you could create equal education for students is to have black and white students together so that the funds would go to those schools for all the students. Because in segregation, the black schools very regularly didn't get as much in the way of funds. So he was, they were looking for a strategy to force enough funding to provide real good education for those students. You mentioned the NAACP. What was his role with the NAACP early on? Uh, from the very beginning, he began with the NAACP working as the assistant to Houston, who was the you know, head of the legal department for the NAACP. When Houston leaves and goes back to private practice, Thurgood Marshall becomes the leader of the legal team there. And by the late 30s, early 40s, he's now the leader of the legal team there. And he does that up until he is nominated to be a, a court judge by uh, the Kennedys. And he was the first African-American to be appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court. When did he join the high court? And can you describe how relations were in this country back in that day? I'm going to be a little fuzzy about the exact date when he went to the court. But he certainly is the first African-American to be appointed to the Supreme Court. And it was, a, I think, a very bold choice by uh, Johnson to decide that he, it was time for that to happen and that Thurgood Marshall was the man to do it. And in part, it's because of Thurgood Marshall's national reputation. 